Welcome to the December 22 edition of the Presale Pulse, a channel that is dedicated to helping you understand everything happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. I'm Ryan Lalonde. And I'm Brittany Reimer. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm Susanna Gonsalves with some big shoes to fill. The real Fraser Valley expert is out of the office right now. Oh, and we are missing her right now. We definitely are, and but, I'll just apologize in advance. But I love that you're here helping me through this. I'll do my best. Now, this edition of the Pre-Sale Pulse is all about recapping both the pre-sale and the resale marketplace over the past 30 days in the Fraser Valley. It's dedicated to everything that's happening in FE. Our goal is to ensure all of our subscribers feel like they have their fingers on the pulse and becoming real estate intelligent. Well, Ryan, I can't believe it's December, the last month and pre-sale pulse of the year in 2022. It looks like the tail end of the year finds the Fraser Valley housing market continuing to slow. The higher you fly, the harder you fall, and that seems to be a bit of the story this year in the Valley. However, finding some optimism in this market, uh, there are definitely opportunities present as demonstrated by a few strategic, well-positioned developments. And a lot of those hitting the market and finding success in the last two quarters. I think first off, let's jump into the pre-sale and start with a quick overview of what's happening in that market. Um, maybe a really good example also of what we're talking about, uh, High Street Village by Wall Financial. That's a 12-acre development, very large master plan. They launched Building One in October, received some really strong interest mostly due to accessibility to location and the convenience of shopping. Uh, also, a significant lack of supply in that market. Now, after less than a month on the market, building one is sold out. It sounds like they've trended above 720 per square foot. That's a big number for a secondary market like Abbotsford. Yeah, absolutely. The program is now selling Building 2 and took suite selection forms earlier this month. Like the previous release, Building 2 allocated over 90% of the homes uh, on the first weekend of previews. There's clearly a lot of latent demand in Abbotsford for pre-sale product, which so far has been limited in this market compared to the high level of interest it's received over the past two years. And you said it, that 720 number in that market is huge. Uh, I think meanwhile in Surrey, we're, we're seeing a similar story at our very own project, Pura by Adera. It continues to draw a crowd. And we've seen really strong absorptions out of this program. Interest continues to grow with over 100 units out of 136 units sold in just the last 60 days at some fairly large price points. But at the end of the day, still very affordable for that market. And given the success of the program, we're excited to see the release of phase two as well coming very, very soon. So make sure that you're hitting that like button and subscribing, right? obviously want to get you first of line for that next launch. Yeah, and we saw the success of Woodframe in Surrey replicated by the launch of Galilea by Whitetail Homes. They began selling the South Building at the beginning of December. Of those 65 units, Galilea saw 57 go under contract on the first day of appointments. And that's not really the numbers you'd expect to hear if you're only listening and paying attention to some of the recent news headlines around what's happening in our marketplace. Yeah, definitely not. The project benefited from strong pricing with one bed starting at 425,000 and two beds at 680,000. They also offered a $20,000 off all homes during the opening weekend, which drove a lot of initial absorptions. Being close to the future UBC campus and King George Sky train station, this was an attractive product for investors in particular. And we think that that's who really is showing up and purchasing. Uh, I think part of what we're seeing here is the interest rates have continued to just climb. Uh, we have another interest rate increase that's happened this morning announced by the Bank of Canada, 50 basis points. The natural advantage of pre-sale product in this market is very clear. The result is that even in a depressed resale market, well-positioned pre-sale product 
is still moving and it's actually moving quite quickly. Now, the ability to take advantage of strong incentive offerings and lock in today's prices while also avoiding the headache of current elevated interest rates, that's tough to argue against. Yeah, I agree, Suze. Finally, Suze, we got to do it. Let's chat resale. What's going on out there? Yeah, let's do it. We saw just under 850 sales in November. That's down about 7% from October. This aligns with seasonal shifts that usually see the market activity decline 8 to 9% over this period. Interestingly, days on market remains fairly low, averaging just under a month across product forms. As noted by the Realtor Board, this is showing that even in the tightening market, buyers are still continuing to find opportunities in the marketplace. In total, there are just over 5,300 listings um, active at the end of November. That's up about 75% from where they were last year. So more choice. Also not surprising, year-to-date new listings entering the market is down 19% from 2021 and down 22% from October. As we predicted earlier in the year, inventory is decreasing as people choose not to list their homes in these conditions, along with buyers pausing in this high interest rate environment versus a wave of new listings entering the market. Now, looking at stats for the year, new listings are down about 8% in total, about 3,000 all in all. Uh, and the composite benchmark price falling about 2% from October, that's actually quite significant. And again, primary losses are in detached product, year-over-year -year townhome and condominium product, still remaining positive. It's appreciated something between 3 to 5% over the last 12 months. Yeah, it's important to remember the historic run-up in pricing we've seen in this market. Real estate is a long game, and as we've said before, it's all about time in market rather than the timing of the market. Thanks, Suze. Now, that's, I think, a great perspective, one that we really want to make sure our viewers are leaving this episode with. Now, when you look at the three-year gains across the product forms, we're averaged a whopping 45% growth, right? So a $400,000 property, almost $200,000 more today than it previously was three years ago. Now, given the average time it takes for a pre-sale product to complete, it highlights the idea that you're locking in today's prices for tomorrow's value and benefiting from ultimately lower interest rates um, as expected by most economists. All right, I think that wraps up another edition of the Fraser Valley Pre-Sale Pulse. Thanks for having me guest spot. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and Newswire, our daily email roundup of the latest real estate news. Our internal MLA advisory team is active in all major markets providing actionable intelligence across Canada, so reach out to us using the links below. Don't miss out, we gotta flag it this month's trending topic where we cover some of the key milestones we're expecting or anticipating in 2023 to have a huge impact on the market. This is going to help home buyers and home builders staying informed. I think we also have to point out that what you just witnessed was Susanna Gonsalves gunning for the anchor position of Brittany Reimer on Fraser Valley's Pulse. I guess we'll make a decision next year whether or not she makes a cut. I'm making a case. Yeah. I'm making a case. But I think in reality, Brittany probably will be back next month. You're welcome. Uh, on that note, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to not just this episode, but all the episodes this year. Um, and happy ho holidays, and we will see you next year.